Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. We start today with the challenges, or impossibility in some cases, of farm worker retirement. According to U.S. Census data, the average foreign-born farm worker is 41 years old. They earn roughly $15 an hour, not enough to put away savings. And the many undocumented farm workers in this country don't qualify for Social Security benefits. Miriam Jordan wrote about this issue recently in Oregon and California and Washington and around the country as the national immigration correspondent for The New York Times, and she joins us now. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What made you want to report on aging farm workers? Well, you know, I've been reporting on immigration more broadly for more than a decade. And in recent years, it had really struck me that, um, you know, farm workers who I encountered when I reported um, in fields, especially along the West Coast in California, Oregon, Washington, um, were were older looking than I had remembered when I first started reporting. And uh, I decided to investigate this. Is was your um, anecdotal <laughs> evidence? Um, did the data bear it out? As as I noted, and as you write in your article, according to the Census Bureau, the average age of foreign-born field workers is now forty-one. Is that older than it used to be? Yes, indeed, it is. I mean, a few years ago, the um, average age of these foreign-born workers was, you know, in the in the thirties. But, um, you know, a couple things happened. Um, one, the farm workers already in the United States started to get older. And two, fewer young farm workers crossed the border to work in the fields. So those things together um, created this uh, situation whereby we have um, so many undocumented workers in the fields who are, you know, not just graying, but really getting up there in their years. Why are fewer younger farm workers coming? Well, you know, there's been a change in the profile of migrants crossing the border. First, for many years, undocumented immigration actually had um, declined. And now, of course, we see that there are large influxes of migrants crossing, but most of them come from urban areas. Um, In my reporting along the border, I have found that most of the migrants are from big cities and they want to live in big cities. Unlike migrants who came from Mexico in the last few decades who had been peasants or, you know, had uh, worked the land in their home country. Hmm. So let's turn back to longstanding farm workers in this country because there have been undocumented farm workers in this country for decades. I imagine many of them have gotten older over the time when they were working. What happened in the past when they became too old or perhaps too sick to work? Well, what happened was that in 1986, when uh, Reagan was president, Congress managed to come to a consensus over um, immigration reform, and it legalized 
um, a few million undocumented immigrants at the time. The first to benefit were farm workers. So farm workers who, who were in the country illegally and who could prove that they had been working in the fields for several years were able to obtain legal status and then obtain retirement benefits that accrued for the for the years they'd worked in the field. Um, that's very different from um, the contemporary situation, right? Um, since that time, Congress has failed time and again to um, reform the broken immigration system. And as a result of that, we have about 11 million undocumented immigrants in the country, including um, many farm workers who have been unable to adjust their status. And as they grow older, they have no safety net to fall on because they cannot uh, prove that they have worked all these years since there's no program that enables them to do that. How old are some of the workers that you talked to? So the oldest worker I um, met was um, 80. Um, most of them were at least in their 70s. Hmm. You spoke to a woman named Angelina Guzman in Washington County here in Oregon. Can you tell us about her? Yes, Angela Guzman um, has been in the United States for nearly three decades. Um, she hasn't seen her family in Mexico since then. Um, she's been paying taxes every year. She's been, you know, um, trying to um, do all the right things as an upstanding um, resident of her community. Um, but the truth is she's here without papers. And uh, as a result of that, um, she sees herself aging with, um, you know, her feet swelling, her back hurting, and, you know, no prospect of any kind of uh, retirement benefit. Um, since she does live in Oregon, however, she qualifies for state health coverage. And that's something that most states don't offer to undocumented workers. Angela carries a card from the Virginia Garcia Clinics, um, which she uses um, to obtain, you know, basic, um, you know, healthcare services, whether, you know, a consultation with the doctor or um, x-rays, um, most of what she needs. The only thing is that, you know, she is aging and she won't be able to collect any social security benefits like other um, workers in the United States since there has not been immigration reform that legalizes her status. She's also unable to return to Mexico to visit her family. And what was really moving about visiting with her to me was that at the end, she said that she wishes she could write a present. Uh, at the end of our, of, our, of our interview, she told me that she wishes she could write a letter to President Biden. She called it a beautiful letter. And she would say, dear president, I'm a farm worker. I love the United States and I would like to receive my papers. Yes, I love the United States. So she had this gratitude for the opportunities afforded her by this country and in no way showed any resentment toward the fact that she'd worked here all these years. But she did wait for the day when she would obtain legal status and would be able to um, avail of some kind of benefit um, from all the years that she's worked here.
If you're just tuning in, we're talking right now with Miriam Jordan. She is a national immigration correspondent for The New York Times. We're talking about the immense challenges uh, that undocumented farm workers in this country face as they get older, as they get sick, uh, as they get to the age when they would like to be able to retire. The phrase that's often used to describe this work is backbreaking work. What kind of a physical toll can farm work take on people? Well, well, first of all, a lot of them suffer from, you know, back pain and, and back ailments from, you know, all the bending over that they do. Um, you know, they their fingers become, you know, calloused and knobby. Many of them have arthritis in, in their limbs. Um, I, um, you know, many of them have, have, have diabetes. Um, they don't always eat the be the best most healthy diet in spite of the fact that they are feeding the country um because they're they're poor um but yes there are you know variety of of ailments that are associated with doing you know arduous physical labor um for decades you point out something that i think often gets lost in conversations about immigration in this country that most of the people you've talked to have filed tax returns and have paid income tax for years, yet they can't get Social Security or Medicare. Can you explain how that works? Yes, yeah, sure. So most undocumented workers have to present some form of identification, specifically a social security number to get hired because that's required, you know, by the U.S. government. So employers like, you know, growers expect you know, the, anybody they hire to present a social security number. So what do these workers do? They often have to somehow procure or acquire a made-up number that they can present. And it's not the employer's responsibility to know whether that's a real number or an invented number. And so- Nor is it in their interest to poke very hard anyway, right? Absolutely, because there is a severe shortage of farm workers, of agricultural workers in the United States. So, you know, growers need these workers very badly. And, you know, everybody knows that many of them are in the country, you know, without the right paperwork, but we need them in the field. So, yeah, so they end up, you know, contributing. I mean, the employers do what they have to do, right? They make the deductions and, you know, the workers are contributing to the social security system. However, the workers will never, um, you know, derive any benefit from all the contributions that they've made throughout their working life because their social security number is not a real one and there has not been immigration reform to legalize them. Um, interestingly enough, I mean, the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, um, does allow these workers to file um, taxes. And often what they will do is they will use what's called um, an individual taxpayer identification number, which they can, you know, legally acquire and attach to that their, you know, W-2 pay stubs um, to, that are, you know, um, inscribed with this um, invented social security number, but in any event, they prove that they're working and, you know, they pay taxes um, at the end of the year as well. Um, 
But, you know, bottom line is that um, these workers have been paying into the system, but they will not derive any um, Social Security benefits or, you know, Medicare um, because of their undocumented status. You mentioned that in Oregon, Washington, and California, as opposed to, say, Georgia or Florida, other places um, where you looked into this issue, um, foreign-born or undocumented farm workers can get access to health care and now overtime benefits as a result of some recently passed laws. But overtime seems like a complicated issue for the farm workers that you talked to. What did you hear? Yes, I mean, it was interesting because, I mean, of course, everybody wants to be paid their due for working overtime. But what some of the farm workers told me is that um, when overtime laws were introduced, they were um, they when overtime was introduced, they found that their employer actually cut back the number of hours that they allowed them to work to avoid paying overtime. I also encountered one farm worker whose employer paid her cash in order to avoid paying overtime for the work she did on Sundays. Hmm. Miriam Jordan, thanks very much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Miriam Jordan is the National Immigration Correspondent for The New York Times.